BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, wine people? This is Helen from Helen's Wines, a little wine shop on Fairfax in Los Angeles. This is my podcast, Wine Face. Today, I am so lucky to be sitting across from an old friend and former colleague, Mr. Robert Pratt. Hello. <laughs> he's not British, but he's, your name's kind of British-ish. Yes, Pratt is he's not that, uh, it's not a great last name to have. <laughs> I, I think it's good. It's like one syllable, Pratt. Uh, Robert used to work at Twamek, which is one of Ludo's restaurants within our restaurant group. And he was a foundational key player there. And then he also dug me out of a huge ditch the first six months of opening John and Vinny's when we fired our GM, the other manager quit. I was the only manager for a minute and we had no baristas. So he helped me make coffee and it was amazing. Uh. I was mostly for you and Vinny, but... <laughs> <laughs> Me and Vinny were just on that coffee sugar diet, lose 20 pounds. That's right. Look emaciated, then be like, wow, we shouldn't do this again. And then do it tomorrow. <laughs> and then yeah. do it again tomorrow. That was the 90-day straight stretch. It's really crazy, but labor of love, so grateful for John and Vinny's. Robert, thank you for being here today. Thank you. I'm grateful for you How <laughs> to be here. <laughs> How does it feel to be back in Los Angeles? It's good. The sun feels good. The air is really, it feels clearer than it's ever been. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> that crisp fall day, high mm. of 73. Tell the people, where are you now? You left LA two years ago. Where did you go? I. You le left LA like a little abrupt. I did. I did. I did. I, I, I left. Um, <laughs> it was like. Uh, my quarter life crisis. Yeah, you were like, peace the fuck out. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was having a meltdown. Um, <laughs> didn't know what to do. It was kind of like throwing things around. And then my friend Charlotte hit me up. Um, she was trying to develop her restaurant in San Francisco. So I went up to um, San Francisco to work at California's. Mm. And then um, the Michelin Guide came out after we had been working really hard. And just kind of just her and I and the team and and then they got two Michelin stars. So we were like, this feels great. And San Francisco is a tough city to live in. So expensive. So expensive. Mucho dinero. That's right. And there was an opportunity for me to kind of transition and, and go back to the French Laundry potentially for management. So. And you had been at the French Laundry, which is Thomas Keller's 
most famous restaurant in Yontville. Yes, Yontville. In Napa. In Yontville. Yontville. Yont Vegas. Yont Vegas. Because they have a Villaggio. Not a Bellagio, but a Villaggio. (laughs) And so you took that opportunity. You went back. Yeah, I went back and um, I had I just had to, I had to seize it because the 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 infrastructure there is so strong and it it really lays a, like a really good foundation and also having my experience having worked in Los Angeles and and in San Francisco like I wanted to come back and just be like it doesn't have to be X Y or Z it. We really just have to have a really good time and have a good product. You know what I mean? Guns blazing. Guns blazing. Just happy, <laughs> just creating a good atmosphere for the staff. That's awesome. That's it. Yeah. So what's a day in the life of Robert Pratt at the French Laundry like? Oh, well, now it's it's so it's it's so different. I just got a cat. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Her Congrats. name is Stella. Stella the cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's cute. She So she wakes me up about like six o'clock in the morning. Okay. Early riser. Early riser. So, and then I... I kind of um, go into the office around like noon, set up the book, set up the closing packet, um, just kind of get everything ready with financials for the day, and then um, lead a pre-service meeting, make sure everyone's taken care of. Everyone has like very specific duties, so like minor. It's very regimented. Very much regimented. So I'm in charge of onboarding, so bringing in new staff. That's a big deal. That is. You are the first line of defense for a new staff member when they come in. You are molding the clay initially. That is, yeah, exactly. I'm claymation. You are (laughs) claymation for me. What kind of snacks are you having throughout the day? Oh, snacks. Um, I go into dry storage and uh, we have a like a tub of Marco and almonds that are in olive oil and salt. Whoa. That's, this, this, that's sounds, this sounds like some uh, rogue behavior. Is this approved French laundry behavior? Do you take it out with a spoon? You go hand in? I, <laughs> you know, in all honesty, I go, I take a seafold, like a little paper napkin oh. and just kind of palm it. Oh. Well, it's sanitary. Still sanitary. I'm like a little raccoon, just trying to get my little (laughs) snacks when I can, when my blood sugar's getting low. But there must be a lunch family meal. There is. Oh, yeah. Freshly plucked from the garden. Mm -hmm. Sea bass fillets. Exactly. Gently poached. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's, uh, it's, we're on a schedule, kind Mm -hmm. of. It's like a cafeteria in that sense. Um, Because there must be so much staff. So, like, we have a total of, like, maybe, like, 110, including administration. Crazy. Yeah. And everybody eats. Everybody eats. Thursday's sandwich day. Friday is miscellaneous sausage hot dog day. Everybody's got one. Taco Tuesdays. We do Taco Tuesday. I love it. Yeah. It's good. What is the most expensive, like, not expensive, what is the most expansive, like, What's the hardest dish that you've had to explain to people at a table recently? Is there one that had like 20 components? Because you guys memorize everything and to- the and the guests have no menus. Totally. The, the thing that mystifies people the most is the vegetable tasting menu and what we can do with it. Mm. Like they're always they're always like completely like just trying to explain to someone that you can juice raw like raw corn and then bring that juice up to a boil and season it just with salt. And it's so good on its own because the starch from the corn like thickens it. Heaven. And they're like, I still don't get it. I'm like, no, no, I'm telling you, like <laughs> if, if, if you boil it, when you bring it to a boil, it thickens it. So it's just corn juice. Oh, my God. And they're like, yeah, I'm not. No, they're like in disbelief. When but. you juice a corn, do you cut it off the cob first or do you just juice the whole cob? 
Yeah, I think they I think they cut it off and then then they uh, <laughs> then they milk they milk the corn. <laughs> Heard. Yeah, you can milk a vegetable. What's the wine pairing with that? You can milk a vegetable. Good to know. Um, kind of just that we normally serve like a, a corn soup, like kind of like as like a canapé to start. So like at that at that point, someone's probably drinking champagne or popping bubs mm-hmm, or like a TK nice style crisp light. <laughs> Napa something <Sophie Blanc. laughs> For the listeners who don't know, Thomas Keller might be America's most famous and renowned chef, I would say. As a as a blanket statement, would you agree? I don't know what the accolades like James Beard Award winner, uh definitely like quite infamous, has yeah. restaurants in New York. Where else does he have restaurants? Oh, they just opened up one in Miami. 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 Bienvenido. Yes, the Surf Club. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> Surf Club. Um, but is it true? I've heard that there is a thing called white glove testing or white glove service where like some like he used to put on a white glove and walk around the restaurant and see if there was dust with the white like wipe every crazy ledge that someone might forget to wipe see yeah the 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 thing is is that cleanliness is so crucial for the restaurant yes so um he it's not. I, I, it's, I don't know if it's a white glove. He he actually just <laughs> maybe it's called the white glove test. Okay. But he 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 just uses his uh, finger, and, got it, and like checks the still. ledges. Yeah, yeah. Still, I mean, like there's there's like um, there's expectations, and like I think he uses the cleanliness of the restaurant as a tool to see how the restaurant's doing. So like, if cleanliness is maintained, it's not something that he has to worry about. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he feels like if you're taking care of the space. And like you're putting a lot of integrity into the cleaning of it that you like everything else is not falling short. I would completely agree with that. When the wine shop is dirty, I'm like, something's awry with my Psalm team. They are coasting, so to speak, exactly. which means that everything coasts, sales coast, things stagnate. We don't give the best service. I mean, recently the shop's been real clean. So, That's good. yeah, but you kind of need to like train that into people. Yeah, it's like every every everything that you touch or interact or come into contact with, you gotta give a little, a little something. You know, like you gotta put. You gotta some, judge it. Yeah, put some integrity into it. What's it like being in a small town, small California town? It's uh, I have to, for for my for my age. It's so it's a little boring. I'm gonna be honest. Boring, yeah. Yeah. but like relaxing. But relaxing, and I have a lot of time to contemplate. And the restaurant provides. A, re- a really insane thing. We have a paid vacation for about twenty three days. It's really amazing. Yeah. Where Where have you been, and where are you going? <laughs> Where's your uh, next vacation? <laughs> last year, I did um, London, Paris, and Berlin. Wow. Yeah. Did you go to Berkheim in Berlin? I walked by it and <laughs> I said, "I'm I'm good." Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. For those of you who don't know, Berkheim is like the most famous techno all night debauchery if you want to club Mm -hmm. you could also just go there and dance you go there do drugs and dance that's true it's very famous yeah i i I just saw you opted out i i saw the outside and i was like this could be my last day (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm good it was not your tempo not my tempo at all but and then this year um reykjavik wow copenhagen super and amsterdam jealous when's that trip uh january Ugh, yolo yeah. Who covers you when you're not in town? Oh, the whole restaurant takes a break. Oh my yeah. God. We Everybody's like, off. Mm-hmm. We do like touches up in the restaurant, fresh coat of paint, uh, clean the carpet or change the carpet. So you don't carpet. even need to think about work. 
that's the whole goal is no one's thinking about work. I love this. Except maybe the general manager, but that's about it. Maybe TK. Yeah. Well, yeah, he he's the only one that is the most concerned. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's like sleeping in there, just like cuddling mm-hmm. with pillows. He's on the banquet. Yeah, he's just like, is this banquet good enough? Yes. I'm just <laughs> um so I poured the first wine. Uh last week and this week we've been talking about wines you might want a holiday with. Uh, whatever way you celebrate Thanksgiving, whatever you want to call it. It's a, it's a time of year when families get together. So I've been trying to go off the beaten path with wines that we're picking. Uh, this first wine I picked is Trebbiano. It's made in Abruzzo. It's made by Francesco Torelli. Um Marco Trelli. Uh, it's so, so good. He ages this Trebbiano in amphora, which we did talk about last week. Amphora is like the clay pots that are buried in the ground, or they can be also above ground. And they oxidize the wine a little bit. They add texture. They don't add too much flavor. And they, what else do they do? They're just fucking dope. Yeah, amphora from my my uh, from what I re- can recall, it's like OG winemaking. Yeah, like way back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> this wine smells okay. So a lot of people are like, white wine? No, I will not. I did not pick uh, in the winter. I didn't bring a sparkling wine because I was like, sometimes it's really nice to have white wine as an aperitivo, especially if you're busting out a badass cheese board and there's multi components and you're trying to impress all your friends and maybe there's a little like shrimp scampi coming out. I don't know. It's your party, not mine. Um, I think Trebbiano is a great one because it's savory and flavorful. How does it taste? Robert just smelled it. Give me your notes, Robert. So when I, when I smell it, I actually um, can smell... There's like a... I, I get like a, like a salinity, almost like mm. a sea spray kind of quality to totally. it. Totally. It kind of has like a... With like a freshly zested lemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A salty lemon. <laughs> but it's like approachable. It kind of feels like the kind of salty, lemony smell that like maybe you're in a beach towel and you're eating Adele's frozen lemonade. <laughs> I wish I was doing that right now. Mm-hmm. A little Rita's, wherever you're from. And yeah. The, yeah, exactly. And then how does it taste? The taste, it has a really um, high acid profile. It's uh, it's really getting all corners of my mouth, my mm. palate. It's just spread. It's just spread across, just working its way. Um, I have to say, it has like a nice kind of medium finish. Mm. Kind of lingers a little bit. It's a wine you could drink alone or with food. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be delicious with cheeses. Totally. Ah, oh, there's this cheese, Alex. My partner and I were talking about this the other day. He was in Zurich for work and I went to visit him and he was eating, since he had been there, this brie cheese with a ribbon of tr- black truffle through it. This would be divine with it. We're going to try and find it. We haven't been able to find it yet. But I feel like Cheese Shop Beverly Hills probably has it. Don't even know what it's called. Shout out to the Zurich brie truffle cheese. Just send one this way. So do you get to work much with wine still at French Laundry? Is that an integral part of what you do? Yeah, the the management position, um, it's this really beautiful spectrum of like you kind of get to do whatever you want Mm. in the sense that your involvement is as much or as little. And I always say a successful night for me is like when I have run an adequate amount of food with with the kitchen servers, when I have helped the back waiters get the water down and like make sure that the tables are marked when I'm with the sommeliers, like pouring champagne or like 
helping like decant wines. Like I, when I have like done a little bit of everything, I feel so good when I leave that restaurant. Ah, oh, that's amazing. So you start at 12. What time does your shift end? Um, it, well, that's like the, the, that's the mid shift. So it's like anywhere between 10 and 11. You, you don't have to shut that shit down. No, yeah. no. The closer comes in at two. Oh, yes. The Kira Sedgwick's out there. Yes. <laughs> Which I do do. Yeah. Someday, rest- some, some days you go in and close. Yeah. And you're then the that's ult- like, it's, it's completely random. But if you are working, if you're like really hustling, you can be out of there like before one. And if you, and then you like hop on your little bike and bike home to your little country cottage. <laughs> That's right. And then yeah. I put on a pot of tea. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, it's like Bridget Jones's diary. Exactly. <laughs> like there's someone just waiting around the corner for me that we're going to run into. It's like the holiday with Jude Law and Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. Have you seen this movie? I have. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It goes, I love it. It goes best with Trevriano de Abruzzo. So. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Chirelli. Imported by Zevrovine. Heatabomb.com out in Abruzzo. Um, okay, next up, I picked an affordable Beaujolais. Beaujolais is the quote-unquote hot zone for Gamay. Hot zone, baby, you got... So Gamay is one of my favorite grapes. Thinner skin, lighter bodied. Uh, this is Jean-Paul Brune, and this is his Le Ancienne. Old vine, Gamay, 65-year-old vines from Beaujolais. It's just, it's, it doesn't have any specific designation like Morgan or Fleury or Bruy, like we've talked about before, which are little sub uh, crew Beaujolais regions of the Beaujolais region overall. It's like a cluster of 10 little quote-unquote villages, but you call them crew Beaujolais. This wine smells divine. To me, this definitely reminds me of Thanksgiving. That the ultimate pairing wine with quote unquote Thanksgiving is Beaujolais, I would say. Would totally. you agree? Oh, uh, in yeah. any form. Turkey, Spark, it's yeah. light meat. You want any you... poultry. Exactly. It's pretty terrifying, the poultry industry. I'm just sort of like, I watched a documentary called Living Eating Animals, and now I'm like super freaked out about I mean, I've always been, but uh, yeah, be careful where you get your turkey. Really think about it. Really think about it. Carefully sourced. Do you guys do Thanksgiving dinner at the French Laundry? Are you open? Mm-mm. No, you're closed. We are closed. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, closed for Thanksgiving, closed for lunch the next day on Friday. Oh, heaven. So everyone can kind of enjoy themselves with their family. Sleep in. <laughs> enjoy themselves. Just recuperate. Where are you from? Connecticut. Do you go home? I haven't been home in a, in a little bit just because of this work so schedule. far yeah too but, far and like and by the time you get there you're like nothing to your family mm. you know like you're just tired and you can't give them the kind of energy that you want to i feel you yeah so how does this wine taste it smells much fruit fruitier than it tastes i exactly. would say right like, off the bat the 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 wine smell is like it's it's like rooted in in lots of fruit and then when you taste it it has a lot of secondary qualities on the palate. Ooh, what is a secondary quality? Tell the people. Tertiary. No, tertiary. That, that's a, we're not going to go there. <laughs> okay, um, we can go there. It's um, just earthy. It tastes. It tastes earthy. You can really kind of taste like the terroir on the wine. This, mm. this, this, the geographical substructure. Is that? Yeah. yeah the, okay. ge- the geological and geographical structure of where the vines are planted, mm-hmm. the location of the vineyard, the vibe of the area. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What's going on in the vineyards. Yeah. And that argument that the grape is merely the vehicle to express terroir. These are definitely what I would call like living wines. Living wines to me. I mean, 
they're alive in the bottle. All wine is alive because it changes once oxygen hits it and it dies and it changes over time. So to me, that's something that is alive. But also... I think Living Wines is like this This vibe is like a lifestyle too. It's like you're having people over, you're curating their experience, you're busting out this little ditty Beaujolais, you serve it a little chilled. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I was going to say this wine has like a touch of like a tannic quality to mm-hmm. it, which is not very common. Sometimes you have a Beaujolais and it actually is like... It's too it's, it's too juicy. It can be too juicy sometimes. This one, especially like if you've like lacquered that turkey in a little butter. Whoa. You're you're like you're soaring. You're like people are gonna be like giving you high fives on the way out. So free little eagles. Um. So we're doing a dinner tomorrow night at Animal with Thomas Keller, which is kind of crazy that he's coming to Animal. I mean, it's amazing. It's for the ten year. If you guys listen to the episode, the OG pairings episode with Bethany Kosak, she's the GM of. Animal. We've been doing these 10-year dinners in celebration of Animal being 10 years old. So Robert's in town because we're doing a one-night-only TK dinner extravaganza. I'm sorry it sold out, and by the time this airs, it will have already happened. We're going back to the future. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's. I mean, our staff is like definitely freaking out about it. How? Like, what are your expectations for tomorrow night? What is your guidelines? Like, how do you plan to? kind of take what you do every day at French Laundry and apply it to Animal. That That is something I was thinking about. And all, all I could think is that um, the goal really is just to create an atmosphere and kind of create a vibe, if you will, that like we're here because we all love what we do and, and all the experiences I've had working with the crew, John, Vinny, yourself, like everyone's like very dedicated to what they do. They love their craft, you know, and like, and I know how much Chef Keller has d- dedicated his whole life to this. And I, all, all, all I, all I would love, love for people to just receive from that is just like this really warm, gracious experience where they feel really taken care of, probably very full. <laughs> the, the <laughs> it's menu's, so much food. The menu is rich. I'm not gonna lie. What is like classic Chef Keller humor? What is he? I mean, obviously he's a serious dude, but like when he cracks jokes, it's so dry. It's dry. It's sarcasm. So dry. Yeah, I mean, I can give an example. I would love one. So there, I guess, left a uh, an anklet <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> no way. It just like it looked. It, yeah, it was. It was quite jeweled. He a bejeweled walk- anklet. Mm-hmm. He walks up to me and he hands it to me, and uh, our general manager Michael's like very like. He's he's. Like, he doesn't really, um, he's very straightforward, you know, like, he's not... He's not emotional. He's not one to mince words. Mm. And so Chef Keller walks up to me, he goes, um, tell Michael that he forgot this in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Which clearly it's not Michael's. It's clearly not, I mean, if Michael had an anklet, I would be really surprised, but, um... (laughs) I heard that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he he has a very kind of funny and and he's not, like, looking for the laugh. Yeah. You know? And then he, like, walks away. Exactly. Yeah. It's like in passing. He just sprinkles you with a little bit of his humor. Exactly. I he's, love that. He's like, here's a little drop for you. Um, I feel like this wine is the opposite of dry humor. So this is like a rogue, mind-clang wine 
They're a farm, fully biodynamic, fully functioning farm in Bergenland in Austria. This is a Pinot Noir, Nacht. It's called Nacht. And uh, it says, created by night, this Pinot Noir fermented carbonic in the berry itself, aged for 180 nights in concrete egg. Mind clang is a vibe. They're into the biodynamics. Carbonic means that it fermented without crushing the berry. So it has this like crazy sort of juicy, bursty freshness. Um, this is definitely a little funky. But like give me some sweet potatoes or pumpkin soup or mashed potatoes with gravy. And I'd, I would be like gobbled up. Totally. This um, – this- this one definitely like it's so it's it's juicy it's like almost polar opposite than the um l'ancienne from yeah it's Jean juicy Paul and Brun. smoky it's very it smells like smoked mackerel mm-hmm. which if you're into smoking your turkey because some people are some people are have down you ever done that. it i had one year we had the turkey smoked and then they flash fried it mm. so you get like a little crispiness on the outside oh it was bomb I got to tell you, I learned how to make juicy turkey for my mother-in-law. Shout out Delfina Becerra, Alex's mom. So the first year that I spent Thanksgiving with his family, uh, she cooked the turkey in a kind of gravy sauce that was a, comprised of mirepoix, um, some chili flake, uh, other chili spices, bay leaf, and ground pork or beef. No, I think it's ground pork and beef. And so you saute and you kind of make this like stuffing, but without bread. And then you put the turkey inside of that raw and then you cook it and you do some lid off and then you put the lid on. And it's like the juiciest, most moist bird I've ever had in my life. It was so, so good. It was crazy. And then after that, and I made it, I replicated it at home because we had like a fake Thanksgiving with them. And then I replicated it at home, killed it. And then the joy of the whole dish is that post tea, post Thanksgiving day, you use that like meat, mirepoix, spicy little gra- sauce gravy, and you make these foldy pan fried tacos out of it. And you just put sour cream and salsa on top and they are heaven. There's no turkey in it. It's just you use that gravy. Shout out Delfina Becerra. It changed my life. I was like, we ate so many. I might have gained 10 pounds from those tacos. We ate them for like 20 days. <laughs> oh, I, I have to say. I, Speechless. That, yeah, that, that, one, that one has has me. I, I, I'm i at a loss of words. That was probably the most beautiful description. <laughs> like you're like, we all need to go over Delfina. to the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm cooking. All right. Last wine. Breaking with convention a little bit. It might be corked, actually. Oh, that's a bummer. It is. Okay, so we're not going to taste it. I can tell you what it's like. So sad. So corked wine means that the actual cork that's in the bottle has like a bacterial infection. It basically got the flu. And it has, it happens like one in 12 or one in 15 bottles has like a little nasty little cork and it basically poisons and makes the wine. Some people can't detect it, but if you ever have a wine that, what, what does it smell like? It it kind of smells like a really dusty corner of an attic. 
and also like garbagey, mm-hmm. like um, if uh, wet cardboard. Yeah, like it smells like what? Oh yeah, wet cardboard. And then when you taste it, something just like tastes off, like like it's like a sweaty gym sock kind of vibe. Totally, yeah. It's it's not. This is like really badly corked, but anyway, it was the bra los vin. Vinateros Bravos, which is our winemakers in Chile. They're in the Itata Valley, which is south. Um, and it's a grape called Pais. And they call this wine the Volcanico because it has a lot of volcanic soil. Uh, and it's just absolutely beautiful. You serve it chilled. It's got the reminiscent vibe of Gamay, but has its own little peppery flair. Pais is the grape. Um, sometimes you'll find a little pais grown in California. Favorite California winemaker, Robert? Go. Arna Roberts Trousseau. Damn, son. Drop the mic. That's one of my favorites, too. Yeah. Love, 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 love. Um, I'm so bummed that last wine was corked, but uh, what will you be eating for Thanksgiving Ooh, you know what? I always really like making Caesar salad on yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, get wild. Like with grilled chicken, sautéed shrimp, or just OG? OG. Like I like I like the anchovy fillets in there. Mm. I'm, I'm always down on that. I kind of like getting like the croutons a little kind of... Crunchy? Just really dressed in that. You know what I mean? Crunchy like, then soggy. Totally. Do you make your own dressing? Yes. Is it a Chef Keller recipe? No. What? <laughs> I kind of wing it. It's yeah. like egg yolk, mustard, olive oil, garlic, lots of lemon juice. Lots of elbow grease. Yes. And the the steps you add the stuff in, right, mm-hmm. is important. That's true. I only make it by mortar and pestle. <laughs> I only have like Vinny's and John's recipe for Caesar dressing, and it's like for a batch of like two quarts. So <laughs> I guess I could cut it down, but I always end up making so much Caesar salad dressing. It keeps. Best wine to go with Caesar salad might be this Trebbiano. Absolutely. From Chirelli. Um, Robert, thank you so much for coming to the Pacific Design Center at Dear Media and doing Wine Face with me. Thank you. It was an honor to be here. Um, stay tuned to Instagram to find out more details about the TK dinner at Animal. I'll try and save it on maybe IGTV. I don't know about doing that, but I might start. This is Wine Face. I'm Helen from Helen's Wines. It's a wine shop on Fairfax, but oh, so much more. Go to my website, helenswines.com for more information. We do gift boxes. We've got a wine club. We got all kinds of shit. It's awesome. Thank you again, Robert Pratt. Shout out Chef Thomas Keller and the French Laundry. I'm so excited that Robert's here and it's because they are coming to Animal to do a dinner tomorrow night. Thanks, everybody, and goodbye. Goodbye.